हेलो डियर लिसनर्स वेलकम वंस अगेन टू आर पॉडकास्ट द टेल्स ऑफ तेलेगांव वी आर ऑलवेज एक्साइटेड थ्रू द मंथ ऑफ अक्टूबर बिकॉज एज सुन एज द मंथ गेट्स ओवर वी ऑल गेट टू गो होम इट वॉज ऑल्सो अ वेरी फेस्टिव मंथ फॉर अस वी हैड नवरात्रि एंड दुर्गा पूजा एंड नाउ टूवर्ड्स द एंड वी आर ऑल सेलिब्रेटिंग दिवाली दैट वी गेट टू डू एट आर होम इन ऑक्टोबर वी ऑल्सो सेलिब्रेटेड द वर्ल्ड मेंटल हेल्थ डे ऑन द टेंथ The World Mental Health Day is observed every 10th of October as given by WHO. The objective of World Mental Health Day is to raise awareness of mental health issues around the world and to mobilize efforts in support of mental health services. This year the theme for the Mental Health Day given by WHO was Mental Health Care for All, let's make it a reality. The theme was chosen because it has been observed that there is a gap between demand for mental health service and supply for it few people around the world have access to quality mental health services there has also been chronic underinvestment over many decades in mental health promotion prevention and care with stigma discrimination and human rights abuse of people mental health conditions remain widespread and people to help alleviate them remain limited keeping these concerns in mind we bring to you a discussion on the availability of mental health help to the different communities and groups in the society today we have with us rashmi diksha sakshi aditya ishan harshal and i pradeep with shagun ma'am talking about the gaps that we feel exist regarding people's access and understanding of mental health services Uh, so on 10th of october we had the world mental health day you all were given topics uh, regarding certain groups or certain communities of people and we just want to see that do they really have the required access to mental health um and uh, yeah ishan why don't you start you tell us how does mental health aid look among different races like do they have proper access to it uh, if there isn't then what are the gaps Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, as far as in the U.S. is being concerned, there are certain gaps in the races in access to mental health services. Research has shown that racial and ethnic minorities have significantly less access to mental health services than their white counterparts and are less likely to receive proper care and treatment. There are many organizations in the U.S., such as the American Psychological Association, which reported. Uh, in its report that mental health issues predominantly affect racial and ethnic minorities more than the other minorities as they are likely to experience income challenges which again prevents them from gaining access to quality mental health care and uh, so we see that there are certain gaps which we have to fill as far as the stats are concerned there is relatively higher prevalence of anxiety and depression in south asian women which is 63.5% compared with 28.5% of white women and psychotic disorders are more in number in afro caribbean men so we do see a big gap now if uh, someone may ask the reasons for these inequalities uh, that is because uh, they are not getting equal access to mental health they live they, their lifestyle is different there are also inequalities in terms of wealth and also in society the bias the racism discrimination the social stigma that only mental health services should be provided to the ones who are racially much more acceptable like the whites and also they are less likely to have mental health issues because uh, b- because politically they are not uh, 
because political they are not recognized and also in terms of pregnancy the women who have been subjected to racism they will give birth to babies who have low birth weight again which can cause further health problems for the infants later in life so we do see a lot of gap and it again raises a question of uh, filling those gaps uh, through certain measures and those measures can be uh, in the in terms of national structures so government can create mentally healthy environments which is inclusive for all the minorities and all the communities and also mapping the socio economic influences on mental health so that we can know uh, who is getting mental health services and who is not so we can give them uh, mental health services through various measures now in terms of communities preventative interventions can be uh, taken into account and also trauma informed approaches can be also taken so for example if someone is going through ptsd so after ptsd psychologists can help these uh, patients with uh, therapies and pills and in terms of individual actions peer support groups can also be formed uh, by individuals and also empower empowerment programs can help to a great extent and lastly in the clinical setting uh, psychologists like clinical and counseling psychologists can also be appointed to various um, for various minorities and communities and also suicide prevention for high risk people can also be uh, taken into consideration to help reduce the gap of mental health services to different races that was very informative ishan uh, we never knew that just being someone from a different race could actually you know uh, could actually make you less uh uh you know it could make you less likely to get mental health access we never knew that you know just uh you know um you know how unequal the mental health help is for, for the different races um now pradeep why don't you tell us a little bit about the different genders and uh, you know how how does mental health access to mental health look like for them so first of all i hardly go good morning to all the members present over here firstly i would like to start with the topic that what is the present condition of transgenders in our country so as compared to other countries in india being from third gender is still considered as a taboo india recognized transgender as a third gender in 2014 but still there are many of us who have not who are not accepting or they are not able to recognize them as a third gender they are being ignored they are always harassed which indirectly lead to the traumas which shows that they need they need good mental health services even there are many cases where they are found that their family refuse the acceptance of their own transgender child all these things indicates that they need good mental health services some statistics show that 50 to 75% of transgenders require mental health services but more than of half people don't get it also 41% of transgenders attempt suicide that is every one in every two tries to attempt suicide due to this discrimination and harassment they are highly prone to major depression bipolar disorder gender dysphoria there is an urge to bring up this topic in front of people and and inculcate the young minds about the situations happening around also at last i would like to add that there are some cities like abu dhabi who have tried to who have tried to bring up recognition of transgenders in some countries like they have took initiative and they have then they have brought up some new thing that they have introduced a third gender toilet or washrooms in their cities also in india some literature we have always in literature there not much about transgender topic 
um, at last i would just like to end with the things that we need to bring up awareness about these topics in people i think that's that's very true like you know even when we open our textbooks you know for uh, for our students you know say if there's a student who doesn't identify with the male and the female gender you know but then whatever literature that we teach in our uh, textbooks you know there's a proper girl or there's a proper boy you know like even the way they behave you know it is very boy like or girl like you know if there's somebody who's actually being very confused with their gender you know they don't have much ideals are you know much examples to look up to so yeah uh, this could create a lot of confusion um, a lot of uh, you know uh, trying to figure out what their identity is and definitely they need some sort of help uh, i mean from the society yes but even to figure out themselves you know counselors could really really help them out and considering the alarming statistics that you've said about uh, suicide amongst the uh, the transgenders i mean it just shows that how much mental health help they require as a community aditya why don't you tell us something about women uh, and how do you think about mental health help like uh, what do you think are they like given the required mental health help so like we live in 2021 and now where people think everyone is treated equally but still in many workplaces houses women are dominated they are not being treated equally they are sexually harassed they are not given proper care they go through a lot under lot of pressure socially mentally and biologically they have hormonal imbalance and menstrual cycle going on each every month but still they go they work they actually need a counselor or a psychiatrist to speak with cause going under such a lot of pressure is not good because when they are under their menstrual cycle they have mood swings they go under depression sometimes they go also in anxiety they have sleepless nights cramps which is actually not good for them also schizophrenia it is more likely to be seen in women more than men not just schizophrenia i think a few more uh you know uh, like say depression anxiety you know women are seen to be slightly more prone than uh, men for them yeah also we have postpartum depression mm-hmm. which comes after pregnancy mm-hmm. so only women get that depression yeah. i don't know if people even know about postpartum depression i mean how sad is it like say people don't even have the awareness if they don't know what postpartum depression is and how will they ever provide help to those people who actually need it or who are going through it so we see a gap right there you know the awareness is not there therefore the help is also not really there also uh, last year uh, there was a judgment passed that mar- mar- marital rape is not actually a rape hmm. so after hearing such a judgment when a woman is not I- asked for a consent this can be she can actually go under a lot of pressure when even law is not with her mm-hmm. when law is law is also going against her so like mm-hmm. these all things should be changed and they actually need someone to talk with mm-hmm. so like these societies norms so what i get from you and pradeep is that you know like the genders like there's so much of prejudice there's so much of discrimination there's so much of not recognition of you know uh, you know what uh these genders go through that uh 
because there's not much awareness therefore there's not much help and you know like their access and their understanding in the mental health uh, communities probably needs to be more their representation also needs to be more yeah uh, why don't you tell us something about uh, children harshal uh, what do you think about them are they given the help that they require yes in a developing country like india if youngster and children are prone to mental health mental health concerns it can have a lasting impact on them the covid-19 pandemic has brought to the limelight the mental health of the younger generation children in india have been going through a challenging time living through the risk and restrictions posed by the pandemic children witness suffering and uncertainties that no child should have to see some of them are like being away, being away from family friends classroom and the display caused isolation and anxiety there are some mental uh, mental health disorders like autism anxiety issues bipolar disorder adhd conduct issues depression intellectual disability that can harm children and younger young people's health education life outcomes and earnings the parents of the children are not supporting them to overcome from this situation they are thinking that the child is faking and he or she is not having any problem they should support the children emotionally and socially i also have some five tips for parents on how they can support children first is awareness and acceptance second is create emotionally safe space third is listen rather than give solutions fourth is follow you me and we approach fifth is do not compare have patience mm, very important for parents to actually have patience and uh, you know uh, actually listen to the child i mean even me um, from whatever little practice little experience i have even i have seen like you know say the child really has a disorder he has ld but parents just take it as he's just making excuses or you know if the child actually has adhd they just feel that you know he's disobedient he just doesn't want to listen so you know the understanding um of these disorders is not really there and at the same time you know that like again you know the understanding is not there therefore the children don't really get the help and then it really affects them in the future and uh, we can just imagine what the child children are going through when you know uh, they are actually going through something but no one is really accepting or no one is really listening to them so you know this is not a nice place to be in even for an adult and they are just children so it's like really really uh, tough for them what about adolescence sakshi would you like to tell us something about it so adolescence is a very sensitive time period it is also a developing period where adolescents have to deal with physical changes behavior changes they also get psychological problems and health problems in fact adolescents face mental disorders varying from 1 to 5% in rural areas and 0 to 2% in urban areas the most common mental health problems in adolescents are anxiety behavior disorder personality disorder schizophrenia and bipolarity so basically parents do not understand that they are having this type of disorders so they should they are not aware of what they have to do so they uh, take them very uh, they 
they also take them in wrong way that they are not listening to them or doing anything even uh, many adolescents do suicides things that increase the risk of suicide among adolescents are psychological problems especially depression bipolarity and more use of alcohol and drugs so by preventing this all things parents should also get some career counseling how they should uh, behave to their children's and uh, they the children's also should get career counseling about their careers careers and what should they do and what not to do even education is more uh, more important for them Absolutely true. Career counselling is also really, really required for children because once you know, like the children have a goal in mind. Once they have a life goal, once they have a career goal, then you know they have a clear track, and then you know, like they don't want to distract themselves. You know, so I even I completely agree that you know career counselling is like really, really good because then the child has a goal, and then you know there is there are less chances of distractions. You know, there's a focus. and then the child does not get distractions and then that's how you know we can remove all you know uh, like you know misbehaviors maybe things like uh, you know um, drugs or maybe addictions you know because the child knows that he needs he's like this is his future plan and his future needs to be you know like this way so he needs to take care of himself now so you know all these uh, you know disobedience and you know uh, also trying to be their best that that also comes into focus when they actually have a goal especially like a career goal and then you are absolutely correct when you say that you know adolescents uh, you know like there are issues in adolescents you know where they go with something like what aditya mentioned like obviously you know if they uh, if they don't uh, sorry something like what pradeep mentioned like you know if they don't agree or if they don't identify with the gender you know adolescence is the time where you know people start uh, you know trying to question their identity and including uh, and say one of those identities happens to be the gender identity then obviously uh, trying to you know figure out their space in their uh, in their friend circle in their families academically Uh, all these things you know uh, so adolescence happens to be a very crucial period you know where they are trying to uh, figure out their identity and they do need the required help and uh, it's 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 when the child is confused you know it's when the child doesn't know what he needs to do that is when all you know addictions and misbehaviors and conduct disorders i guess that uh, is there anything you would like to add rashmi consumption of drugs and alcohol either way they do it even if they are career focused or not because once you are career focused there's another pressure that's on you so either Absolutely. way there yeah yeah i guess making that statement was not proper uh yeah i guess yeah it could happen either ways but i just feel that you know uh, what i meant is that if they have a career goal uh then kind of they are uh, you know they are focused but yes that is when they need counselors right that the focus should not become so much of a pressure on them like they should be able to handle the pressure so i guess even after doing a career counseling they do need some sort of you know uh, help and support which will actually help them take the pressure uh, of the future also in a very healthy manner so that they don't get into consumptions of drugs and uh, uh drugs and alcohol or any other substance nice um so this is about uh, adolescence how about we know a little about the the mental health aid uh, given or say the way it is distributed uh, among the different classes in the society 
so uh, what do you think rashmi those people who are a little you know economically weaker section do they actually uh, get the required mental health aid no i don't think they get the required mental health aid because even because most of them are not even aware that there's something called mental health help and even if they are they cannot <laughs> afford it and as we all know that mental aid is itself very expensive so the, the mental health help is very much needed for the poor people not everyone is employed when it comes to you know people when they are poor so unemployment leads to a lot of stress and the stress of handling a family or stress of actually you know maintaining themselves and everything it causes a lot of pressure which leads to depression and anxiety and obviously this also leads to suicidal thoughts and suicide so for that mental health help is very uh, very important for them and we need more community psychologists um, mm. for them yeah so that they can address their needs yeah so that they can help you know community psychologists work with a particular group understand their problems and then they also try to see how these problems can be fixed and how these gaps that they have you know they can be filled yeah is there any other way you think uh, that you know they could uh, they could be given help even at a structural level level it is required and for government to help them and to give more employment facilities to them and even psychologists should reach out to them and you know help them even if it is for a short time or at a very cheap cost but they should help them mm-hmm. that's that's correct you know at a structural level definitely we need a change but at least you know with psychologists being present and they having access to mental health uh you know they can probably you know um at least take the pressure in a more healthy way uh but obviously this is not the solution at giving them access to uh psychologists obviously there is a more structural level solution but at least psychologists you know they can kind of help them you know balance out the pressure that they're already going through and uh, so diksha why don't you tell us about the mental health help and facilities are they like the same between the urban and the rural areas no ma'am because research suggests that individuals living in rural areas are less likely than the residents of urban areas to seek professional mental health help so it's like for several reasons people include like people include stigma and there is a limited mental health literacy there is a domestic violence and there are many societal thoughts in people so like there is almost 40% higher risk of depression and more of anxiety there is also risk for schizophrenia because of loneliness isolation among women because in rural areas women are more restricted to home yeah and yeah family yeah so there is a difficulty in accessing the support which they basically need and as aditya mentioned that women face a lot of violence and they have many problems and disorders and due to these uh, these reasons they suffer a lot 
we we basically needs ngos like uh, community mental health clinics to be established so that they can help people in rural areas also and there should be a self employment schemes maintained so that people don't get into depression and something sort of sorts but i people in rural areas like do they even know what a counselor and a psychologist is like what do you think no they have a misconcept of mental health okay. because they don't basically understand that what is mental health and they they they, they are not aware of it they mm-hmm. they they still still live in st- superstitions and yeah exactly like yeah so this is still happening like yeah. you know if they see a person having schizophrenia or say if they see a person has depression or anxiety they just feel that you know they are possessed and they would rather go to you know like uh, like a priest or you know or some uh, religious uh, you know uh, yeah like uh, yeah like a oja or somebody you know who would try to you know remove an evil spirit yeah. rather than understanding it like a psychological disorder yeah that is that uh, that is true also they don't really uh, like so even in my experience i've seen that you know like they don't really understand therapy also you can't do much therapy with them you know because when it comes to cbt and all we need them to you know maintain something like a thought journal or something and if they're illiterate and they don't have access to education obviously they can't do that you know they can't write their thoughts and also that's where i guess we have gaps even in therapy but there are other ways also like say there are other therapies also uh, that could obviously work for for a population that is that is probably not really literate but um, i guess to uh, they just take it as you know like you know oh she's just talking to me you know she's not providing me a pill she's not giving me like a short short solution she's just talking to me and then you know like when we charge them for a sessions they are just like oh my god you know i'm paying so much for just what for just having a chat with the counselor or just having a chat with the psychologist so yeah i guess they don't really understand how how psychologists and uh, counselors work and i guess there is also a gap and that also creates a gap between accessing and and access to mental health help okay so uh, thank you so much diksha so i guess all of us have pretty much spoken about all the topics that we've researched on uh, does anybody want to contribute or say add something yes like uh, as sakshi said about adolescent i think the students uh, in 11th or 12th those who are preparing for like uh, competitive exams like je clat neat upsc and all so they go under a lot of pressure as they study hard but still uh, out of 15 lakh people mm-hmm. appearing for the exam only 1000 or 2000 get selects selected so after if in case by chance they are not selected they go under a lot of pressure they sometimes feel like they are faced mm-hmm. failure feelings of failure yeah. so like they most of the people who who are not able to crack the ex- mm-hmm. competitive exams attempt suicide because mm-hmm. they feel that they are not capable not most but yeah quite a few do like say we do have cases yeah they go through um, so actually yeah. after exam we they need a counselor to talk with mm-hmm. so that they can cope with their stress mm-hmm. and they can again try for the next mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. they can try again or you know they can find out another route of probably you know uh, or maybe another degree that is similar to the field and similar to the job that they would like to take up absolutely okay yes yes pradeep 
as diksha said about the facilities available in in urban and rural areas she said that some facilities of clinical psychologist are not available in rural areas but what if we say that they are available in urban areas we can say that people have a mindset that you are going to psychiatrist or psychologist you are mad or what what you will do what are you doing so this mindset should change like everyone is shy to go at how we will speak how we can talk about our personal things so first we need to create this awareness in people of urban cities first that psychologist like going to psychologist or psychiatrist is not a wrong thing it's just a daily life absolutely it's the stigma that that exists in the society regarding mental health uh help as well as the mental health disorders yeah that needs to be removed i think that itself creates a lot of gap i mean if people are different that is there but just you know like the stigma uh, that is there that itself creates a lot of gap that's also very true okay so we are done for today thank you so much children uh, so this was a short class discussion that we had had on the mental health day this year we hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast and our views on the excess of mental health help in the world we shall come back again next month with another podcast on a new topic till then goodbye take care and happy diwali